0: I'm Trish,
1: and I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week on the podcast, we are talking about Jesus and how he was sent, and it was prophesied about him, and the different uh, different ways he was named. So specifically talking about last week, Trish mentioned Isaiah 9, 6, and we're talking about where it, it calls him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And this week, I think we're specifically going into the, the Wonderful Counselor part.
0: So just to preface this a little bit, the New Testament is chock full of prophecies of the coming savior and the children of Israel waited with anticipation for someone to come and save them. And from the time of Saul, where the children of Israel were looking for a king, for a savior, for somebody who could guide them um, until David, until the days of Hezekiah, like all throughout the great kings of the Bible, the children of Israel were waiting with anticipation for somebody who would rescue them and take them out of their pit of despair. And Isaiah is full of prophecy about the coming Savior, and until Jesus came, there was yet to be a Savior who, even though there were a lot of great kings, there was yet to be a perfect Savior and somebody who could live their life in perfection and then live their life in such a way that would fulfill the prophecies of Isaiah. And so Luke 4 talks about the start of Jesus' public ministry, and it talks about how Jesus went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and he picked up the scroll of Isaiah and he read it out loud. And what he read was Luke 4:18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down and all the eyes of the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So just to clarify what Jesus was saying when he was preaching that bold message in the synagogue on the Sabbath day of Isaiah, what he was quoting isaiah he was reading from the scroll that isaiah had written in and he was proclaiming that the prophecy has been fulfilled and the prophecy of isaiah are many talking about the coming savior and so like thaddeus said today we're going to be talking about specifically isaiah 9 verse
1: 6 in verse 6 it says for a child is born to us a son is given to us the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And it's interesting, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation and there's a, a just a little piece um, after it says wonderful counselor where it says or or it could be interpreted wonderful, counselor.
0: Yeah, so there's different translations of of that, but the original Hebrew, it has it as one statement as saying that they're describing it as a noun, that the savior is going to be a wonderful counselor. And I think it's interesting that there's different translations of that too. So wonderful counselor in Hebrew is paleo etz, and I'm probably butchering that, but wonderful is Pele, which means wonder, mysterious acts of God beyond tonal human grasp. And so It's not just wonderful, like I would say to my child, oh, you did a wonderful job on that, or how's life? Oh, it's wonderful. It's not in that vague sense, but it is in that description of a mighty, powerful act of God beyond our human comprehension, beyond our human grasp. Merriam-Webster defines counselor as a person who gives advice or counseling or a lawyer, specifically one that gives advice in law and manages cases, cases for clients in court. And I think it's really interesting how Jesus is our our paleoites. He's our wonderful counselor. He does things that are beyond our human comprehension and he helps us through situations and he gives us the Bible says that God gives us a peace that passes all understanding. So the peace that comes from God, we can't even comprehend how we can have peace in a moment because it is such a godly divine peace. But I think what's interesting about counselor and the way it's defined in the Merriam-Webster dictionary is that it, it's a lawyer and somebody who specifically helps defend the like the person who is on trial. So if I am, I have a charge put against me, and I am seated before a judge, and, and in this case, the judge being God. Jesus is my counselor. He is my lawyer. He's the one who, who's paid the price. He's the one who's putting that defense out for me. And I think that's so cool. When you think of wonderful counselor, we can think of counselor in different attributes. I think in our in our basic human understanding, when I think of a counselor, I think of, oh yeah, my counselor said I should do this. Or I went to my counselor and I feel so much better. Or my school counselor says I should go to college for, etc. But- There's different meanings for counselor. And I believe that God sent his only son, Jesus, to be encompassing of the full, the fullness of that, the Pleiotes, the marvelous, wonderful, beyond human comprehension of what Jesus is for us. And for us, he's the mediator between man and God. He is that counselor who stands between us and makes supplications and um, intercession on our behalf. And it's so cool because being a sinner myself, I know I need that. Another thing that I was thinking about is how often do we in our humanness go to somebody for counsel and then not take it?
1: It's it's easy to go to someone you consider a close friend or maybe it's a pastor even or or your spouse and you ask for guidance or counsel because you feel like you should and you do it in a way of like already having something in your head of what you want the outcome to be. Right. And what you want. You basically
0: them. want affirmation for your choices, right? Right.
1: You want them to tell you what you want them to tell you. Right. And so it, it's very easy when they actually give you some some counsel that is not what you wanted to hear to just be like, ignore it. and right. And not take it for what it's worth.
0: Like, for example, I think sometimes I just want to go to somebody like Thaddeus and share with him what's on my heart and pour it out and just want to be able to verbally process what I'm going through. And then Thaddeus might come back at me with some advice and it might not be what I want to hear. And I might not cling to that advice, but of course, as his wife, I do. I'm just kidding. I'm not perfect. But... I'm just using that as an example of how often we just want to count, find counsel in somebody because we want their support and their, their camaraderie, except for we don't want their accountability and we don't want to be obedient to what they say. We kind of want to go out and do our own thing. And that's our human sin nature. And I think that comes in direct parallel with who God is and that for us. The only difference is...
1: Well, and even just to make a real world scenario in my day to day job I'll have people come to me with questions on, on if something's not working right and how they feel it should work or they can't get something to work and they come to me with questions and I have to give them answers and there's a lot of times where I'm giving them answers that they themselves had but they didn't trust themselves to actually like understand what they were reading and like a document and so they're they're asking for that affirmation from somebody else like you know myself or or peers of mine to say yeah you're doing that right or or no you're not let me point you in this direction
0: and they could come to me and ask me a question and I could give them advice but it doesn't make it right But going to somebody like Thaddeus who knows what he's talking about is a good person to go to for advice when it comes to this. When it comes to this, because he is educated in this area, as opposed to me who I know really nothing about it, just by proxy, I know a little bit about it. But the difference between counsel that man gives and the counsel that God gives is God's counsel is going to be perfect. And God's counsel is Marvelous and it's wonderful and it exceeds our expectations.
1: And that's not to say that you can't go to a human being for counsel because God works through us. And so you have to understand that if you go to Trish with an issue and you're asking for counsel, God could be working through her to give you that counsel that doesn't mean he is every single time and then it's never going to be Trish just being Trish and thinking something on her own and not really something of God but God does work through people so it's not this like you have to hear from the voice of God or a burning bush like Moses did or etc God works through people and speaks through people people do can be a vessel for God to deliver a message to you.
0: Proverbs is chocked full of scripture that talks about counsel and wisdom and all of that. So if you are interested in wisdom and learning more about it, I would highly suggest reading through Proverbs. It's such a great book of the Bible to help you grow in your wisdom and understanding. And I think there's one thing to know God and have wisdom of who God is and what He, his will is and his plans for your life and trusting God with all of that and then in your mind but then how do you apply that to your heart because we can know it all in our mind but we need to take it to our heart we need to apply God's wisdom that we have his wonderful counsel the things we read about in the word of God the things we hear preached from the pulpit the things we find out when we're in his presence and apply that to not just our mind but our heart also because I think we can live our life in so much bondage and in so much unforgiveness and so much hurt and pain and all of that. But we need God intervene in our lives. So that's my question to you. In what ways do you need a wonderful counselor? Is it because you're struggling with a sin? Is it in raising your kids, in your dating life, in your marriage? At work, in your finances, in your mental health, in your depression, in your frustration, what ways is it that you need a wonderful counselor in this season? And I know this time of year is really depressing because it it just reminds us of the people that we lost or reminds us of how lonely we are. And suicide rates go way up this time of year. But here's the thing. God is there for you. Jesus Christ was sent to this earth as a baby to become the savior for us to stand in the gap as our wonderful counselor to help make us righteous Matthew 11 verse 28 through 30 says it says come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light And it's just Jesus just reminding us that when we come to him, we can find rest for our weary souls. Because here's the thing, God can handle your heart. He can handle it. He can handle all the hurts, all the angers, all the frustrations, the sins. He can handle it because he holds your heart. So cast upon him the things that are weighing you down. Let him be your wonderful counselor. He can take it. He has big toes and you can step on them. You can let him know your frustrations. You can let him know your fears. You can let him know your doubts, all of it. He wants it. He wants to be that mediator between God and and you, who you are as, as a sinful fallen person. He wants to stand in that gap for you.
1: And I don't think, no matter what it is, I don't think you're going to offend Jesus. Not. It's very easy to if you're going through something to not want to go to somebody close to you because you don't wanna hurt them or offend them or maybe you're embarrassed by something and like Trish was just saying, like it doesn't matter what it is. Like he he wants to be there for you. He's he's your comforter and he he wants to to help you. Wants to forgive you if he if you need forgiveness. He wants to do whatever it is that you need him to do.
0: I just thought of this, but let him be the messiah of your messy mind, of the things that you feel are too messy and too uncontrollable. Let the messiah, the savior, step in and restore that. And it's simply just by asking. As a Christian, I'm going through a process of sanctification, a process of trying to become who God called and created me to be. But that process starts by asking Jesus into your heart and into your life. It's not something that happens just because Jesus exists and just because he is the wonderful counselor and just because he was born a baby. It happens through you you confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And so if you haven't yet, this is an awesome opportunity for you to ask Jesus into your heart, ask him into your life, ask him to come and invade those crevices, those dark places in your heart. Ask him to come in and and be the Messiah of your mess and ask him to fill you up with his Holy Spirit and his presence like we talked about last week. And because his presence and Jesus inside of us, the Holy Spirit inside of us, helps to drive out the darkness that is within us, because where there is light, there's no darkness. And darkness is simply the absence of light. It doesn't have any power in and of itself. Because when you turn on a light in a room, it's not like the darkness can shut off the light. No, the the light expels the darkness. So when we ask Jesus to come into our heart and into our life, it pushes back the darkness in us. And And this is a perfect time for you. This is a great time for you to Experience the fullness of what God has for you and allow Jesus, because when we ask Jesus into our heart, that's when Jesus becomes that that wonderful counselor that Palea Yates that I was talking about, where he stands before God as our savior for us. He died on the cross for us. His blood covers us, those who have fallen short. Jesus is our Redeemer, and He helps us become the righteousness of God through Him.
1: As we wrap up this week's episode, just know that, again, Jesus is there for you. He's there for you no matter what, and He wants to, to give you that counsel that you just can't comprehend. And we want to let you know that if there's something that you need to talk to someone, and you're not, you don't know how to just talk to God or Jesus, and you want to talk to someone like us that we are available, just please let us know how we can pray for you. Uh, if you have questions, we can try to answer. Uh, we will, we will try.
0: But we will pray.
1: So you can you can reach out to us. Uh, you can send us an email: info at fallenshortpodcast dot com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to be able to pray for you. Even if it's just something minute, it doesn't matter. Uh, If you are enjoying the podcast, uh, please please share it with your friends. Let others know about it.
0: Leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening.
1: And going forward, uh, again, I know last week we kind of told you we took some time off. We're back on a weekly basis right now as of today but who knows what in the future we're still you know we're, we're playing it by ear and and i think that's okay so uh let us know your thoughts and until next time i'm thaddeus
0: and i'm trish and we love you guys